0: up podcast listeners this is grayson the education representative for fuller's music usually perry ditch tells you he's excited about this episode but this time i'm excited because i'd like to thank you for helping us reach the milestone of 1000 podcast downloads i'm also excited for this episode which will kick off a series called advice for the first three years I plan to meet in person or virtually with as many band, orchestra, choir, and general music teachers as I can to provide value to all music educators. Up first, a sampling of high school band directors. Enjoy! This is Andy Wright with West Carteret High School.
1: Hey guys, I'm honored to be asked to give a few thoughts on Uh, this podcast. Um, So just a couple of things that I would recommend uh, when you start, um, especially if you're a first year teacher and for the first three years is research the program, try to learn everything you can about what the past director did with the kids um, and and really try to learn what they did. Um, Next, I would definitely um, recommend trying to develop a rapport with the students, develop relationships I know we're uh, focused in, in college on content, content and learning your craft, but um, learning to have relationships and rapport with the students is number one. Um, they're not going to do um, anything for you. Uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? Um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So try to learn a little bit more about them and their interest outside of band. And then when you start to really develop. Uh, or deliver content, then um, they're really going to go to bat for you and tear down a wall for you. Um, Next thing I would recommend is communicate with parents. I can't stress this enough. Uh, Maybe develop a weekly um, newsletter that goes out like a email newsletter that goes out weekly. Um, We have what we call our band blast just to keep parents informed. Parents like to be informed. Um, Keep it short. You know, don't don't. Have a, a novel every week, um, just something quick um, and uh, letting them know what's going on. And then lastly, um, you know, we all come into new situations and um, don't be offended by this, uh, young folks, but you come out of college thinking you know everything. Well, you don't. So don't change everything all at once. Make sure you make slow changes. And that this kind of goes back to the research um, that I said, research about the previous director, the things that they did, try to keep things as seamless as possible, kind of continue what that director did with very small changes over the course of the three years. Um, I always tell my kids, um, Rome wasn't conquered in a day. It was about two and a half. Um, but seriously, take your time trying to change and develop your own program. It's only going to um, benefit fit you in the long run. So that's all I really have to say. Um, Good luck and um, Godspeed.
0: This is Caleb Espinoza with D.H. Conley High School.
2: Hi, everybody. So I am into this is going to be year three for me, year three teaching and year three at D.H. Conley High School. So several things I'd like to mention. First is how important it is that every first-year teacher, tap into every resource they can. Wherever you go, you're going to have a strong community with dedicated teachers, band directors, other music educators, parents, and administrators. And there are going to be people there to help you wherever you need. You just got to look for them. That's the first thing. Uh, Second would, uh, wherever you go, there's going to be a certain um, culture or a standard of excellence that's been put in the program from previous directors and previous generations of musicians. No doubt you're going to want to change something that you see. It's really important that you don't jump in head first, uh, with all the changes that you want to do. It's, uh, I saw, especially my first year teaching coming in after, a. The previous director had been there for five years. That just me being a different person and being in that room was enough change for the students. Um, any more was really feeling like I would, was pushing them a little bit too much. So, really pace yourself with that. And lastly, just take time for yourself. Um, it's really important that you have any uh, sort of other interests or hobbies outside of school. Spend time with your family, those that you love, and things that you enjoy. Uh, For me, I spend a lot of time at home playing computer games and hanging out with my dog and girlfriend and family. You can only do the best that you can if you're healthy and well. Every band director wants to give it their all and do the best that they can, but it's really easy to lose sight of your health and your wellness. So uh, make that a really big focus in your first couple years teaching and you'll see that uh, each year will be a little bit easier.
0: This is Daniel Scott with Swansboro High School.
3: So when I'm thinking about the two things that I would give to any new director that I kind of had to learn through trial and error, and I took this from other mentors that I've gotten in my life. And the first one is about the structure of teaching. Uh, When you're a new teacher, a lot of times you don't try to be the sage on the stage, but you do feel like you can teach your students into the experience that you need them to have. And you feel like you can teach them the skill by talking. And so because of that, we tend to teach our kids by talking to them as opposed to what they experience. And so... Freddie Martin, who is a really great mentor of mine, said that teaching is 85 percent what they do, 10 percent with time and 5 percent of what you say. And so the majority of class needs to be about them experiencing exactly what you're talking about, giving short buzzwords. And if you can't say it in five words or less, then just do it again. If you can't give them the instruction of what you need them to do in five words or less, then just do it again. And then recognize that the law of diminishing returns states that when something starts getting worse, you just need to pivot, do something else, and then time will take care of the rest of it. And that's kind of the first tip that I would have for any new director. The second tip that I would have is about the reflection of of what your classroom is. And to me, everything that happens in your classroom is a reflection of something you did or did not do. And so if there is a student in your class at the end of the semester who is still unruly, that's because you kind of allowed that culture to happen within your classroom. If there is something that your students can't play by the end of the semester, that's because you didn't give them enough tools to be able to play it. What that does is that it flips the ability that your band has based off of the information that you give yourself. And... It makes you a lifelong learner for sure. And then it also takes the frustration away from you thinking that your students aren't working hard enough or doing enough. You have to recognize that most people want to achieve and be successful. But a lot of times the success that we see in our class uh, is not achieved based off the information that we're giving our students. And so we have to realize that everything that happens in our classroom is a reflection of something we did Or did not do. And I would go as far as saying that everything that happens in your community is a reflection of that as well. If you feel like you keep saying to yourself, well, why don't my administration understand what's going on? Why am I not getting support from the community? Why is this happening? And everything is always a problem out there. You have to first look within and look at the person who's sitting in the mirror and recognize that that is the only person that you can actually change. And many times when you change that mindset to how can I give and how can I provide the correct information for everyone, then the entire worldview of what band becomes is is completely different. And the good news is that when something goes well, you can pat yourself on the back because that was your fault. And if something goes poorly, then you can look at the exact person who can change it because that was also your fault.
0: This is Helen Park with J.H. Rose High School.
4: So I found in my first three years of teaching, um, having an open mind and being flexible and adapt is like the biggest thing to think about. Like when I first started teaching, it's easy to idealize and um, kind of have expectations of what it's going to be like, no matter how prepared you are. But there's always going to be some sort of new situation that arises. And you got to think quickly and be flexible and have an open mind about that. Like a perfect example is this year with COVID, right? Um, did not expect this to happen at all in March. And you have to be flexible and adapt to that. Another thing is what I found is having a good report with the students, like building a relationship with them, I think is really important, um, especially in band. I really think having a good relationship with them kind of motivates them to practice and stay in band for the next couple of years. Um, and I try to, like, get to know them somewhat outside of band, like their other interests. Like, let's say they play sports, I ask them, what like, how their game went or even try to get out to a game. I think that can make a difference. Another thing is, like, me as a young teacher, and I look like a young teacher, too, um, it's easy to kind of create a thick boundary between you and your students. And sometimes I feel like I'm not, I am not—I don't show my human and personable side. And I was doing that a lot my first year because I just didn't want to be friends with them. But I think actually showing my personality and human side is a great way to kind of um, close that gap a little bit and create a better relationship with students. And I just find that doing that will enhance your teaching.
0: This is Mike Self with Croatan High School.
5: Hello, everybody. Here to talk to you a little bit about my experiences as a beginning teacher. It was not that long ago, but in some ways it was forever ago. So much growth has taken place in that time, and I owe that to a multitude of different individuals that were, quote-unquote, mentors to me throughout my career. I think that's probably my best and most important piece of advice is to Find people around you that you can trust that are going to be honest with you in what you are doing that can help you think through problems that you're going to have in your band room and help you process that in an honest way. Because sometimes the advice that we don't want to hear is the advice that we need to hear and uh, being accepting of that and having someone that's going to be compassionate enough to share that with you in a respectful manner. I look back to my first few years of teaching at Shaw Middle School and Dave Shaw was the high school director and he would come and watch some rehearsals. And after MPA, we'd sit down and listen to MPA tapes together. And sometimes, you know, at the beginning, you're, you're listening to the band that is in your head instead of the band that's in the room. And sometimes it's hard to process that, yeah, this is really what's going on in my room. And the kids in front of me, I had to meet them where they are, not always where I want them to be at the moment, but they don't know what you don't teach them. So if there's something that they're not doing, maybe I have said it to them, but maybe I need to find a different way to say that. Or maybe I need to go and find someone that their, their band sounds the way I want mine to sound. And observe them. Observation, even of people that are outside of your field. I learned classroom management and such from eighth grade English teachers and watching people outside of my own field and combining that with the knowledge of watching other master teachers within the band field teach, coming up and adding all those things into my bag of tricks, so to speak. Reflect on, on where you're at, not because it's part of the observation tool and it looks good for your principal, it does that too. Really set down as the first four or five years of teaching, I, I kept a journal and I didn't write it in every day, once or twice a term, I would sit down and write something down. This was going well, this wasn't going well. And I didn't always come back and read what I wrote, but just putting that down on paper and kind of composing your thoughts in a manner that holds you accountable for thinking about what's going well and what's not going well. Kind of did that based on there's, there's a book, the confessions of a first year maestro, I think is what it was called. And mine was not nearly as in depth as theirs, but reading theirs and then reading mine where it was a completely different scenario at that point in time. Another thing with regards to parent communication and administrator communication, make sure that you are documenting communication with parents documenting communication with administrators. And whenever you send something home, make sure you put it in a file and don't recreate the wheel every year. And even moving from school to school, I still have documents that, you know, I pull up and I've, you know, modified it every year since the beginning of time, it feels like. And uh, when it's time to do all district band or uh, go to a clinic or do the spring trip, you've already got that pull from from last year to make you think, okay, I may mean, I'm forgetting this or you know this went last year really well, but I need to tweak it in this way for this coming year. The final thing that I'd like to to share with you, not every situation is where you envision yourself at the beginning. I, I know for me personally uh, where I started out, you know it wasn't an illustrious job it wasn't, um, a place where everybody wanted to go be a teacher. And where I'm at now is, is a program that has a, a reputation for quality and success and the school name or the students you teach doesn't have a value on the importance of the education of those kids. Take some time, invest yourself into whatever program you, you may have. Give it time. If it's not the program you want today, you can mold and shape that program into something that can be successful years for years for your students. It takes time to figure out what works and what doesn't work for you. As a middle school director, four or five years out is where you start really figuring out this worked or this isn't working for me. And if you give up on a position after a year or two, then you may not ever figure out what's working for you and what isn't working for you. As a high school director, I, I can speak for somebody that's done both now, you don't really start seeing the fruits of what you're doing today for another few years. And it's a it's a really hard thing sometimes to to sit back and, and stay put for some some time in a position that you necessarily don't love. Now if it's something that's obviously not mentally healthy for you to be or safe, then of course. But if it's just, you know, not your dream job, stick with it. And, you know, someday you can get better at what you're doing and learn from what you're doing and provide an excellent opportunity for those kids in front of you that are deserving of that education. Um, hope these words are helpful to you. Um, best of luck and uh, you know, stick with it. Even during these COVID times, it's crazy for all of us out there. Have a good day.
0: This is Lance Barton with Southwest high school.
6: Good morning. First off, thank you for having me. Probably my biggest advice for those first three years of teaching. My art teacher, who was a great uh, model teacher in our school, the biggest thing she told me first was cook your turkey. And what she meant by that was you're going to be plagued with a lot of other responsibilities within the school. The main thing is to focus on what you're doing, which is your band or your orchestra or your course, whatever your program is, that's where you need to make sure that's your forefront. I remember my first year, I was asked to be on the literacy team. I was asked to do student council. And so a lot of times we kind of want to do those things to make sure that we're helping out within our school. But the big thing we got to remember is that we're there for band, our primary art focus. And so I spent a lot of time making sure that I focused on my band stuff to make sure my kids were successful, um, making sure that I had all my stuff organized and making sure, you know, we were doing our best to be successful you can worry about the other sides and things like that. So, you know, like your mashed potatoes would be like literacy team or your duties would be like your, you know, corn on the cob. So, no, know it's like a weird example, but that was probably the best advice that I actually got um, when I walked into my first year. Probably my second biggest point would be don't be afraid to go out and see other programs. I remember my first three years, I went to go over to see Perry and Kevin over at White Oak and just kind of watch rehearsals, see what they were doing things with either the wind ensemble or the freshman concert band. But I also took a contrasting view. So, I went to go visit uh, Sam Bogan when he was a director at Northwest Cabarrus, and I sat through all of his classes. And so, that gave me an idea of, oh, wow, this is what percussion ensemble class could look like. This is what wind ensemble to marching band looks like. Just making sure that you do those two things, I would say, would be quintessential into your learning process. We tend to ourselves in our own little bubble and try to focus on what we do. And sometimes we just kind of lock ourselves away and we want to make sure that we are open to change and we're vulnerable to that idea of learning more. This
7: is Matt Howard with J.H. Rose High School. So it's been a while since my first few years teaching, but I I know some things that were important and key for me um, was establishing routines. I'm a creature of habit, so I like to you know, have a base of similar processes on a daily basis to work from. Um, so that's important to develop like a, a warm-up routine to help facilitate students getting better at their instruments. And that's really helpful for uh, classroom management too so the kids know what to expect when they start class, when they end class, coming in, and that kind of thing. Um, so establishing that as soon as you can is really important, I think. And another thing I struggled with my first couple of years was having um, realistic expectations, of improvement on a daily basis. Like how much do I need to work at this one thing before I can move on for the day Uh, and understanding, okay, a 5% progress is probably a pretty good goal as opposed to I'm looking for a hundred percent progress on something when I first started and getting kind of frustrated because, Oh my gosh, why can't we get this today and not realizing, Oh, well, we've got two months before this concert. It just needs to get this much better today, this much better by the end of the week, and, you know, this much better by the end of the month. So understanding and being patient with student progress on a daily or a weekly basis is important as you're kind of going to get frustrated really quickly if you don't have a realistic expectation
8: for that.
0: This is George Benitez with HaveLock High School.
8: Well, I think there's about five different things that you might consider working on in your first three years. I'll I'll break it down into those five things. Number one, work really hard on knowing how to produce a good sound on all instruments. What do the kids have to do to make a good sound? Make sure you can actually do that so you'll be better able to explain that the next couple of things that kind of talk about relationships developing positive relationships with coaches and other staff members your uh, the way you interact with other people in your school can really help your program if you can communicate really well with other coaches and staff members and principals develop positive relationships with parents would be the third one uh, they not only can help you with um helping teach your child and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they could physically help you with things around the band room and creating a, an, a, an environment where they feel, feel like they are actually helping as well. Number four, establish multiple ways of communicating with your students and parents. Uh, Do that uh, with social media. Uh, Do it with um, sending out newsletters, uh, emailing, uh, weekly schedules, whatever it takes, but have many, many different ways of communicating with parents so that they all can get your information. Uh, And uh, lastly, I would say, Save every document that you create. You're going to come back to it at some given point. It'll be a big time saver. Um, you won't have to start from nothing um, if you create everything. This is
0: Preston Ridgell with Havelock High School.
9: Talking to the beginning teachers, some advice I would give is making sure that you are well organized and have good classroom management. I would say that about 70% of this job is administrative and 30% is actual teaching, especially when it comes to being a high school band director. Um, so, things to know, especially with the administrative side, is just making sure that you're organized with everything, whether that's planning trips, communicating with your uh, faculty, whether that's the coaches, uh, your administration, and especially with parents. Something to keep in mind that I really had to figure out is imagining if I had a child in the band program and how, if I was a parent, how I would feel about certain things, whether that's timing of rehearsal, thinking the parents or the families might have to go eat at certain times. Can they get their kids to rehearsal on time? So planning out those logistics are really important. And especially when it comes to classroom management, especially if you want to take over a program, I was lucky that this program is already established. The head director has been here for 25 plus years. So I just kind of jumped in the system. We just kept going with it. But if you're taking over another program and you want to implement your own system, you have to understand you can't just completely get rid of everything and start brand new. You have to slowly let the kids adapt. And if you have a brand new uh, program you're starting at, that's great. You just got to make sure that you're consistent with everything you're talking about. Um, And again, that goes with classroom management. Whatever you want the kids to do, you have to make sure from day one, that's what you're going to do. You can't try to have an idea and then three days later completely change your idea because it's not working out. It might not work out for the first week or two, but after time, slowly but surely, you might see some results. So always stay committed to it and understand that the behind the scenes work is what it really comes down to to make the performance on the podium actually happen.
0: This is Victor Sines from Dixon High School. Uh,
9: The advice that I would probably give
10: is knowing the incoming students to your program, promote music at all levels, middle school, elementary school. Uh, We try to do a performance every year at the elementary school to have interest in the the fine arts program. We bring the middle schoolers up to our football games and have an eighth grade night, and in turn, we bring the high school down to the middle school to help them promote for their uh, program by performing for the fifth graders. Uh, at the end of the season, we also hold a joint eighth grade and high school wind ensemble concert to show parents where they have exited in middle school, where they can be at the end of their high school career. Um, knowing literature is really important um, as a band director, and don't be afraid to ask questions about it. Find a mentor in the county that has experience that you can talk to about literature, and uh, definitely don't be afraid to ask questions. I've made the mistake uh, by over programming my MPA performance my first year teaching and we were not successful because I was afraid to ask questions. Um, we all ask questions no matter what, no matter how many years you have in the, in the, in the in experience, you will always ask questions. Lastly, walk around your campus, um, know your students, look for them, say hi, know your other staff members, don't hide in the band room. Um, I try to go out to a, a sporting event or two for my students who are involved with either wrestling, baseball, softball volleyball and to show that i i care and show support to them that's that's very important because in turn they will work harder for you
0: that's it for this time we hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast if you did please leave a review and let us know how we're doing or what topics you'd like to hear a podcast about